Yo, what's going on? It's your boy, Big Wavy Roy Johnson here. This is the professional Nathan Cruz. Yo, this is my like Dereef. Hi, this is Tom Thelma. This is Veggie. This is the Asian sensation Kanji. This is the Nightmare Fuel Hustle Malone. This is Joe Rage, the heavyweight classic. This is Mad Dog, O'Dockery. This is Tonga. I'm the Breaker, Carl Kingsley. This is the infamous Cameron Solis. And you're listening to... And you're listening to... You're listening to... Broken but Glorious. Broken but Glorious. To Broken but Glorious podcast. Because like me, you are head to toe. Hello and welcome to my Brit Rest Journey on BBGWrestling.com. I'm Chris Laffin and I'm delighted to be joined on the line by the only man who can mend the broken Britain, your saviour of mine, Tony Sin. How are you doing this evening, Tony? Hello, good evening. Yeah, I'm good. That's well, what an introduction that is. Um, yeah, no, I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm good. Yeah, it's been a bit of a boring day. It's been work from home, a bit boring. It's been all right. Yeah, so I've, so I've, I've just come back from holiday, so I'm sort of in that oh, yeah. Post, yeah, post-holiday blues phase. Still doing like laundry, all that sort of stuff, boring stuff, and just wishing I was still there. But um, yeah, no, glad to, glad to be on here. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I've been, I got up at half five to go to the gym to do a burnest session. First time, yeah, it got cancelled, so I had to. I mean, you got, you got up at that time to get, to get there. Yeah, didn't even get cancelled. They just did tra- the trainer didn't turn up. We were all sitting there till like half six, and oh, I don't think anyone's turned up. <laughs> God, I'd be, I'd be wanting, I'd be wanting compensation, not just my money back. I'd be wanting compensation for that if I got yeah. up at that time. Doing weights, bored. <laughs> Terrible. It's hard, hard to find the motivation. I mean, I, I am an, an occasional morning guy, but I try to do it in the afternoon just because it's like, yeah, it can, can be killer. I know some people would just have to do it in the morning, but if I can, I'm, I'm definitely an afternoon guy. It's just the only time of the day I could do it. So I work nine to five. I get home at six. And I've got the kids. And I do this. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. So six till seven is about the only time I could do it. <laughs> so. Fair enough. But I, yeah, I, res- I respect your commitment for that because yeah, so I did. I tried it for a while, but yeah, it's um can be hard, especially especially now winter's drawing in. It can be like when it's when it's properly yeah, dark. Yeah, that's gonna be that's, that's gonna be like, fun. Yeah, it's <laughs> only gonna be dark, but it's not even gonna be light by the time you leave. It's sort of yeah. Can be hard, but no, fair play to anyone that does that, especially on a consistent, consistent basis. Yeah. So, how's your twenty two been so far in ring? Um, yeah, no, it's been it's been good, really. I mean, twenty 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 two has been my it's been my debut year as well as just the calendar year. Um, mm-hmm. so well, I made so I did I made my debut technically in December twenty one, but it was a um it was like a cosplay rumble type thing for a charity. So although it was actual competition, like booked um yes it wasn't like the full tony sin character um the, one, the, the christmas tree one the christmas the tree one yeah because, because, I, because, because he's literally can't get through <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> christmas tree i actually came i came as the pope which was so it was a costume i already had and they sort of like when i got asked to do it and then, then they said it was a cosplay thing i was like okay well that's good because luckily i the halloween uh 21 i had bought this yeah. pope outfit that I sort of went as like zombie pope so it was quite convenient that I had it and then um it sort of yeah it sort of works with the Tony Sin gimmick in itself so it's quite quite like good to have sort of duality with it um but yeah then made my debut uh in January January 15th I think it was uh Flora's oh, wow. Lab yeah. 4 um we did like this thing where memes so memes was out injured had like had actual gout rather than like kayfabe gout and um so he was i think he was like meant to, i don't know if he was meant to be entering the rumble first or that's just how it panned out um 
that CJ Carter went in first, then he sent uh, Freddie Idol, me, and Harrison Leon, who were all debuting. We went in as, yeah. as his like henchmen sort of thing. And it ended up with all of it, him eliminating us all individually. And then we all ganged up on him again. And then it all fell apart again. And yeah, and that was that was the that was the official Tony Sin debut. But but it was a rumble. And then a week later, I made my singles debut um, against Tommy Kyle. Which oh, what a debut! Wow, <laughs> absolutely mad to debut against him and and also beat him as well. Um, oh wow! Yeah, yeah, beat him in my debut and. I don't think many people are going to be able to say that. Um, it was, yeah, it was, it was good. Apart from, actually, I didn't ask. Are we allowed to swear on this? Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> okay. okay, it was, it was all good. Apart from um, the very end. So we'd sort of like a couple of days before it, we met and just planned the whole thing out. And I was at that stage and still am like a very like micro planner with things. So we literally planned it out move for move to the point that I would write like chop in my notebook and all this yeah. stuff. I don't do any more but <laughs> at that time I just wanted it to be yeah. like as good as possible and obviously I know that he's going to be flawless so I wanted to try and try and you know match him as much as I possibly could um and it was all going well you know it's a fairly basic match just doing like leg stuff um and then the finish so bef before when we were planning it out we were sort of because we didn't know who was going over at the time so we sort of planned out two finishes um mm -hmm. I was just sort of like, yeah. there's no point us planning a finish for me if I'm winning because that's just not going to happen. Um, and he was like, well, no, we might, as well, we might as well do it anyway. So we planned out. Um, so my finish was that I was meant to go. I was so hitting with this like split leg moonsault, like sort of Van Dam. Well, it's not like the Van Dam one, it's, mm -hmm. but it's Van Dam like pound shot Van Dam style split leg moonsault. I was going to hit him, <laughs> which I'd been doing in training before, and it was quite like a punchy move to be doing in your debut but I'd been doing it in training sort of landing it so I was like yeah fuck it let's just do it and got there and there's a big difference between doing it in training when it's like very set conditions to doing it mm -hmm. in, a, in a live match when there's a crowd there and obviously the ring's bigger everything because it's like a proper room there's the walls are further away and all of a sudden you just felt like incredibly lonely there and I tried it once, just didn't even like get the height at all to get onto the like top rope. I sort of managed to like, you know, style it out a little bit as if it was like part of the plan. Um, and then went for it again. And the same thing happened, but even worse. And I was just like, oh, what? and I honestly, I would have, because at that point I was just like frazzled and my, um, I would have just continuously tried to do it over and over and over again, but it just never really. So, Tommy realised what was happening and just like cut me off and then the actual finish was meant to be a low blow anyway um but rather than me yeah. hitting, hitting the moon hitting the moon salt he just sort of cut me off in it and then we did this whole like ref distraction thing low blow feet on the ropes like real you know shithouse heel finish um and then yeah went over so it was all good but yeah so and then after that the rest of the rest of the year I mean we're only what six months in but it's gone it's gone as it's gone as well as I could have like reasonably expected it to go. If you know what I mean, like obviously yeah. I'd love to have after my first match, someone saw it and was like, "We're going to sign this guy to WWE or A <laughs> doing like tours of Japan." Obviously, I would have wanted that, but that's never going to happen. But in terms of what I had as you know reasonable expectations and sort of hopes, it's gone yeah as as well as it could have. Like I've worked. Um, three different promotions got the fourth one coming up in 
um, October, oh, done wow. a load yeah. of other matches, um, had mostly good times. There have been a few where it's been a bit sort of iffy, but on the whole, I haven't had haven't had a horror show like I did in, in my debut, which I think is at least something it shows that there's like an improvement rather than being up and down. Um, and yeah, I'm just, yeah, really, just really happy with it, basically. I just couldn't yeah, sounds amazing. think of like a sort of, yeah, bad, a bad point in that. Yeah, so I started wrestling training in May. <laughs> at the age of 40, I decided to, to give it a go. <laughs> so, yeah. so it's been... Well, the thing yeah, is, I, I sort of, um, yeah, I mean, I didn't start that late, but I started um when i was 29 which is yeah pretty old to be doing it but when you you know when you see some of the, the ages of some of the guys that are doing it now it's just it's crazy i mean even even the like we have yeah i mean we've got guy kids in the in the junior part of the academy that are, that are five and yeah. they're like and you know <laughs> they're they're doing like flip bumps on, onto the massive mats obviously but they're doing like flip bump flip flip bumps they're climbing to the middle tur turnbuckle. They're doing. I saw this kid Finn, who's a bit of a mortal enemy of mine, but that's maybe yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we might get onto that. He's um, so he's five, and he's my enemy. And he um, the other day I saw a video of him doing a sunset flip on one of the trainers. Wow. So you know, like it's just if someone's starting that young, really, there's no hope. And as always, you know, as always, he sticks at it. By the time that he gets to the sort of age where you can have a match. Like, I don't really know if there's any regulations on it as such because we've we've had two a set of a set of brothers that made their debuts and I think they were like twelve and fourteen or something like that. Yeah. And they're amazing. I've seen two of their matches so far. Um and in the second match they the older brother the older brother uh, his finish was a power bomb. So <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. It's honestly they're just getting younger and younger. But yeah, twenty nine I think it was sort of like Maybe maybe the limit, but I'm ha I'm happy I started. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I, yeah, I love it. Uh, well, I only really started to support my son who's seventeen. I thought I'll just go with him, just so he's not going by himself. But I think I love it more than him. <laughs> so it's like, really? What's yeah, what you, yeah, how um? So how how are you doing with it? I'm really enjoying. It. I I did flip bumps at the weekend, and they said well, I did them really well. Nice. So, but yeah, so I had a few mental health problems earlier this year, and it's kind of. In my head, I think that's the best things I've ever had because I, I got a couple of months off work and managed to sort my head out. I've, I've lost two and a half stone. Yeah, I've started wrestling training, started going to the gym, and yeah, just yeah, life life's happier. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I, yeah, I absolutely, absolutely love it. No, I, <laughs> so, I have I have yeah. the same thing. You know, if you're having like if you're having a bad day or whatever, or like a bad week, and as soon as you get to wrestling training, there's something where you just sort of like snap out of it, and like you get in the ring, and mm -hmm. it feels like a very you know, safe space or whatever. It just, yeah, it, ch it changed your mindset massively. I, f I feel the same way about it, definitely. Yeah, this is how my son, like, oh, today I got hit tossed by Leon Gray and <laughs> um, Declan McCarthy body slammed me today. <laughs> kind of client suplex me today, but he's like, oh, all, all like, his favourite wrestlers from Wrestle Island. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah, bumping isn't as scary as I thought it was going to be. I still, I'm still, if somebody just says, go bump, I can't just, Everybody else just seems to fly on their back. I can't quite do that yet, but I can. If you probably suplex me or body slam me, I can take, I can take them. He's doing it to me. It's easy. It's just somebody just says, "Go do a back bump." I'm like, my body just says, "No, why should you fall on your back?" <laughs> it's, it's awful. They, the thing is, they they don't get better at all. I mean, obviously, no. you do them. You can do them um, in a safe way, so you don't hit your head. Obviously, tuck your chin and all that. 
But once you've actually got the the technique of it, it doesn't that doesn't improve how it feels. If no, you're it doesn't like, improve. It feels no. like <laughs> shuddering, and it's yeah, it's awful. I think really, I think the secret is is learning to wrestle without having to bump. That's what. Yeah. That's like the utopia that everyone is trying to climb towards it's just yeah do it entertain people and tell a story without actually having to fall over <laughs> that's that's probably that's what you want to do <laughs> yeah but you can, yeah shoulder bars be closed land me i'll do a back bump but i just can't do it somebody just says back bump i just, just it must be just something in my brain my 40, 40 years don't don't fall over is just coming back to what me <laughs> oh my lovely this is the Sassy Red Clarence, and you're listening to Broken But Glorious Wrestling Podcast. This usually gives away your age, so you've already told us, but uh, who was your favourite wrestler growing up, or did you even like wrestling growing up? Yeah, no idea. I, lo- I loved it growing up. I absolutely loved it. Yeah, um, yeah so well, I'm 31 now, So, and I got into it when I was probably like... So, yeah, it's hard to say exactly when you got into it, because it's just... You know, it just sort of seeps in, doesn't it? And well, it's certainly yeah. in my experience, it was just a case of, as I'm sure it is for most people that get into it as children, it's just like a sort of playground thing that sort of spreads through there. Um, and just sort of like everyone, everyone just seemed to be in it, base into it basically. Um, mm. So yeah, like, and we were right in the middle of the attitude era by the time we got into it, sort of. I guess we were like nine-ish, which would put it around about sort of like two, 99, 2000, that sort of time. Um, yeah. And anyone that's that like attitude era generation, I feel like your your true favourites, you're you're either a stone cold guy or a rock guy. Yes, and I no, that. <laughs> alternatives. And anyone that actually tries to claim that their true favourite or like their their first wrestling love or whatever wasn't one of those two guys. <laughs> is lying and trying to seem cool and yeah, yeah and i'm a stone cold guy 100 percent um just love him even even now like going back and watching him and being able to watch him like sort of knowing sort of sort of how to wrestle and mm-hmm. obviously being a fan for so much longer and seeing what other people can do now being able to go back and being like okay so you could have all that sort of you know that momentum and behind you and that sort of love for you whilst basically being the most rudimental wrestler ever and having like three moves having a right hand stomping people and a stunner and that that was it that's all that's all he did really um say yeah uh, pre-neckbreaker he he was this brilliant technical wrestler but he got hit nowhere yeah and then he broke his neck and he just fat he got a new style and yeah he was getting over but WWE make it as he was the king of the ring and then over but it wasn't it was not like yeah it took that um, feud of Bret Hart to truly get him over as, as like this huge baby face but yeah and it was, it was kind of it's possibly the best thing that ever happened to him in, in yeah. terms of wrestling breaking his neck which yeah, is a weird I, thing to think I, about yeah so I, I can't I, so yeah, I, he had already broken his neck and come back by the time that yeah. um, I got into it. So I can't remember that. I even now, like if I see the you know the stunning Steve Austin stuff from WCW, it's almost my my mind doesn't it's accept him, that. Old <laughs> Stone Cold in like the black waistcoat thing and just all black boots and everything, all that sort of stuff. So 
yeah, he 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 was he was my favourite growing up. And then once once I actually got like into it and realised that there were more people than Stone Cold, I was like, um, Rob Van Dam, uh, the Dudleys, yes. that sort of like yeah. yeah, those like ECW. I got in I got into them once they'd come over to um WWE, but they were sort of like the ECW guys as part of the invasion. Um and like, yeah, and, and Sabu as well. Sabu's one I don't think I necessarily knew about him at that time, but he's from the same sort of generation, and now he's like a real guilty pleasure of mine. I absolutely love him. Um, yeah, it's one of, one of them people I always heard about but I'd never seen. And I was like, ooh. And so when he came to WWE in like 2006, I was like, ooh. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't that. I mean, obviously he was like he was past it by then, and I think they were. Probably, he was. Yeah, they was WWE in themselves were probably past their sort of peak and it was just almost just ticking a box for both of them that they did it but it wasn't it yeah it, it wasn't wasn't their finest stuff i don't did he, he he must have came back as part of the ecw when they the ecw yeah. reboot yeah he was, only, he was only he was only there for about six they mm. only brought in like sabu and sandman and mm. balls mahoney and just for the relaunch of the ecw brand but then yeah they slowly faded them out yeah yeah it's basically just turned into what NXT is is now just yeah, just bring through the young guys and stuff. <laughs> yeah, I mean yeah, they sort of, they they just um they basically just threw after after that they then yeah they just like you said they just put their own guys on the brand rather than it being like mm-hmm. so, yeah you know, they got they got them in at first to try and make it seem legit but they pro- they probably never even fancied them I don't know but it sort of um yeah it definitely didn't work out yeah. and because it was on the Sci Fi Channel. Sci-fi wanted like some some horror people, so that's why Kevin Thorne came in as a vampire and they had a zombie <laughs> on the first show. It's just because it was on the sci-fi channel and they wanted some sci-fi elements to it. <laughs> but yeah, I enjoyed it for what it was. It was one of the times I got back into wrestling in 2006 because I heard, oh, ECW started up again. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, well, there you are then. So it did work at least, didn't it? It sort of got some, yeah. some back into it. But not, you know, obviously it didn't work out, but I guess that's why they were doing it. And then some some people would have stuck around, wouldn't they? So, um, yeah, I think I was... So I, I do remember ECW being relaunched, but I, I was just about sort of starting to fall away at that time sort of you know, like going to secondary school and just getting you know like into my teenage years i think a lot a lot of people just sort of they either just stop watching it completely and then that's it them done but then you do have people that sort of st- stay in the loop but they're not watching it week to week yeah, and that's like, what I, me. That's... Didn't have, I had a fate of that like the, the late um like mid to late noughties i can't really recall at all there's not yeah. there's not much stuff in there like you know people will say certain people's names but i do not know who that is no one worked for WWE no one like, well, yeah, I've not seen it um and then got into it well got back into it around about the sort of time when the whole you know punk was getting hot sort of thing um and I don't I don't yeah I don't, to be honest I don't even know if that was what specifically got back got me back into it or it's just like you know it's the first big storyline yeah. I can remember, yeah, and then but then since then I've just been I've been all in sort of yeah watching week to week. I am you know like I am a WWE guy. I know some people are like ashamed to admit it, but it's not <laughs> for me. It's not like that. Um, and yeah, and then just sort of like growing. Then uh, once from that stage, I was then probably I realised that there was more to wrestling than WWE. Mm-hmm. I'd still watch it, yeah, but I then also realised that there were. You know other promotions other countries doing it not that i didn't know but i would i would then start watching some of their stuff um yeah and just sort of trying to expand expand on them 
yeah, I do find it hard to just find time to watch it all. So if you've got three hours of Raw and two hours of SmackDown and two hours of Rampage and two hours of Dynamite and it's like no, two it's, hours of NXT and it's like, no, I just there's, there's no way I could watch. You know, like I have never and I can't ever see a day where I will stay up and watch a three-hour Raw live. It's just the yeah, amount of adverts are in it, it would just drive me mad. Honestly, it'd be like a form of torture for me. I, you know, there are some... There are some roars, but you know when you're you, like, you're right in the middle of storylines that are just so predictable, and you can get through it in like half an hour if you, if you, if you see yeah, it. Yeah, I do. when I on the BT app, I have to wait for it to go to, get to the two hours spec when they, they take all the adverts out, and it's only two and a half hour, two and a bit hours long. I have yeah. to wait for that because it's the amount of adverts on BT drives me mad. <laughs> and also the other the other problem that we have here a lot of the time is we have that like. Um, because their, their ad breaks are obviously American ad breaks. So we'll run like a couple of our own ad breaks, but then there's that like holding graphic that just <laughs> it's a theme tune over and over again. Mm-hmm. That, that, that's that's like, you know, like, yeah, like Prisoner of War and someone just made me listen to that part over and over again. <laughs> my, my equivalent of like white noise. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So you're 29. So and so what prompted you to dawn the site to get in the ring yourself? At the age um, yeah. So I had, I had, looked before i didn't i didn't just sort of wake up and go okay this is this is like my last sort of like this is it as i basically i'd looked um i'd probably had two other periods in my life where i had looked like actively to try and find a school yeah. um one was when i was i guess 20 early 20 something like that um and would just sort of look on the internet and i just remember reading reading like a chat room or something like or like a forum and it so i just saw a comment that really put me off um basically being like if you're not six five and 300 pounds just don't even bother and obviously this was someone that was talking about you know if you're going to try and get to wwe especially at that time like you know 10 years ago they were looking for those sort of guys and i just sort of read it and i was just like yeah you know what actually fair enough maybe i'm not like I just haven't got the physical attributes to ever really make it. And I think, although it's hard, hard to say now, I'm not sure whether or not I was, the goal then was like, I'm going to start wrestling and get to WWE. But it was certainly, you know, it was, well, yeah, it was definitely the goal, but it wasn't the only thing. Um, so I was just like, yeah, so I'm going to, um, that's it. Yeah, I haven't got the physical attributes. And then um, once NXT started getting like, you know, they got they, they went through a, through a phase where they got like smaller guys in. Yeah, definitely. Um, the more sort of like Gargano shaped guys. And I was like, oh, okay. So they are, you know, they're hiring smaller guys. And obviously there are, there are smaller wrestlers out there. Not that I didn't think everyone was 6'5", but there are guys that are that size and they're getting to, you know, to the top or close to the top. Um, so I started looking again. I'm probably, how old would I be? I probably would have been like 25, something like that. Um, and just every school that I found was um, like in East London too far too far away to go really even if even if it was just like a every now and again sort of thing um i was never going to be able to do like an hour and a half there hour and a half back because it just wouldn't really wouldn't really work out um and so then again that sort of just got parked and, and i probably thought at that point i was like okay yes yeah, so i'm getting to a you know stage in life where it's maybe just not meant to happen and i was yeah. fine with it. um and then just before lockdown i saw a um I saw, I saw a post when I went to the barbers and I saw just like an A4 poster for this promotion called, um, actually, no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to name them. <laughs> so they, they buoyed me off. I, I got in touch with them like 
four months ago or something being like oh hey i'm like from the local area and i've just started wrestling this is this isn't the company that i'm with now train with um and was just like you know i'm i've made a debut looking for experience looking for reps all that sort of stuff and they were just like no like really like blunt and rude about it so yeah i'm not not going to give them the publicity of naming them <laughs> just because they don't deserve it really. weird. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm a grudge holder so i'm not doing it <laughs> um but anyway from from that i I sort of saw the post i actually booked tickets to their show the the show um was meant to be it was meant to be like sometime in june this is um so i saw the post before the pandemic and then the pandemic started and it basically got everything did um but that sort of you know kicked me into gear to um okay so they're a local promotion there must be a local school or something because they can't just be like magicking this you know these workers out of thin air so I started looking, started looking, and just stumbled across where I now currently train, which is UBW slash Square One. Um, and yeah, and I, so I, I found them. This is during lockdown. And I basically messaged um, Hugo Bloom. I sent him the same message across, I think, like three platforms. <laughs> I sent him an email. Uh, I got in touch with him on Facebook Messenger and also on their just like Facebook wall, just because I'm so, used, I'm so used to like, you know, when you get in touch with people, especially during them when I just thought, you know, there's no, um, they haven't got shows running or anything. So maybe they've just parked the whole thing. Like no one's no one's checking the um, the communication platforms. Anyway, he, he got back to me in like 15 minutes being like, just to let you know, I have got all your, I have got your <laughs> I'm only gonna reply on one of them. Um, and he was like, yeah, you know, yeah, we are, we are, a school um we're not doing sessions at the moment obviously um but if you want to join you can and then i'll let you know when it when it opens fully um and i then i went back to him and said um like i know there's not i know there's not any sessions open but is it okay if i just come down to the academy and just like get in the ring and you know like bump around and stuff just because i wanted to get used to it and he was obviously like have you got any experience i was like no it's like, well, no, funnily enough, you're not allowed <laughs> as a complete beginner and just start throwing yourself around because, you know, we do have such a thing as insurance. Um, so, yeah, and then, yeah, and then he was like, yeah, just join. So I joined, paid whatever the men- membership fee was, and I sort of just forgot about it, really. I, just, I didn't really think about it. I wasn't, yeah, you know, counting down the days or whatever. And then once once everything opened up, um, when did things open up? Last, what was this, 2020? 2020, no, 2021 things opened up, yeah. Last month. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, he got, he got in touch and was just like, yeah, sessions starting starting back up. Uh, then, no, this actually, this must have been April, I think, because I, my first session was in May of last year. Um, and I just remember him being like, yeah, it starts this Thursday. And I was like, right, okay, we're on now. Let's just do this. Um, and then yeah went went to my first went to my first session i was absolutely bricking it like completely <laughs> just on the way over i i definitely thought like two days before you know when you get that that flash in your mind of being like you could just call it off like do you know what i mean like it's, there's no there's no harm in just being like nah it's not for me um but i said like, no no you need to need to stick at this like this is sort of not everything you've always wanted but certainly from like a wrestling perspective it's this is it now because they're they're about they're about half an hour away from me so you know perfectly manageable distance um yeah so and yeah and I, I went i was so nervous and yeah just sort of got got amongst it and then after about 15 minutes 
I was like, okay, yeah, okay, firstly, I can do this. Because I was sort of thinking, like, when I get there, is it going to be, although I went to a beginner's session specifically, I sort of, I thought that I was going to turn up and everyone was going to be just like a complete wrestler already. It was sort of like, at least like in terms of shape, I thought everyone was going to be massive and jacked and like super out there. <laughs> and it, yeah, it wasn't really like that. Um, and yeah, within, yeah, like 15 minutes, I was probably like, okay, yeah, I can, can do this. I feel like, um, you know. I don't want to. I don't want to be like I was the best from the beginning. But <laughs> I was pretty. Yeah, I was pretty good. Not gonna lie. <laughs> um, I had so I had um, so Artemis. You had Artemis on a couple of weeks ago, didn't you? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. She. Um, so she was in my first session. She that wasn't her first session. She had done stuff before, but she was in the first like the first uh, UBW session that was done back on, and it was also so. Tommy Carr was our trainer, our like main trainer, and it was also his first session. So it was like very much like the genesis of this, um, like, I don't know, I, I guess you'd call us like the academy generation sort of thing, because yeah. be before before the pandemic, they didn't have an academy. But I don't remember this time. So I've now this is coming. This is sort of like secondhand information in a way. But whereas at the moment, so my so my training session, I turn up and the ring is already up because it's up the whole time all you have to do is tighten the ropes right because otherwise yeah just get like you know that, and that's all you have to do whereas previously before the pandemic they had to they had to all meet at a pre-arranged time set the ring up in like a in a like a, a i don't know i think it was like a village hall or whatever um set the ring up and then train for like six hours but that was the only time they could train if they wanted to use the ring and i just yeah. I can't get my head around it those sort of days and even before before then they were doing it on like mats there was no there was no ring at all it was just mats in like a I think it was like a boxing gym or something so yeah we're, we're oh, really yeah. lucky that we sort of landed at this time sort of taking it for granted a little bit um and yeah so we're so we're the sort of the very first first ones of this academy generation so it's like Tommy Carl's first batch of children um a few a few weeks later we've got so then people like Harrison Leon joined and it, all of a sudden you've got this sort of like group of regulars that are now coming through at the same time. So it's been nice to experience it with them. They're all, they're all great. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, it was good. So, and yeah, and started with Artemis. And we, so we did bumps at the very beginning. So sort of like we did rolls and all that sort of stuff. And we then we did a flip bump. <laughs> First of all, they say do a roll. You're like, I've done a roll for 30 years. What the hell? I've done a roll. I'll do a back roll. Oh, okay, there we go. I don't want to do this. Yeah. I mean, my my first roll, I base I basically just bumped it. That's what that's what it was because I wasn't quite sure. Like you're saying, I hadn't done it for so long that I was just like, right, okay, I'm just going to throw myself into this completely because at least then I've got like the momentum. Um, and then like, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, that's fine. But you probably want to do it like a bit more like like a ball so you can like roll through and that the sort of. You know, the aim of it is to almost do it like silently, so no one can hear you roll. They do a sit, all they do yeah. is see it. Um, but yeah, it's, and it, yes, it was. Um, yeah, it was great, and I've just been been at it ever since. Yeah, and it's one of them things. I think you you need to do regularly as well. So I've, I, at the beginning, I was like, go one week, and I'll probably miss a week, and then I was like, yeah, but yeah, by the time you go back, you forget you forget all the holds you you learned from the week before. I remember how to get into the hold. I was like, I, don't, I can't remember how to reverse this. But yeah, it's, I think it's something you have to do at least every week, just, like, just to get yeah, just get the reps into and the things. Definitely. Yeah. And I, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm so I train at the moment. I'm doing like twice a week, and I'm pretty religious about it. Just Tuesday, Tuesday, not with Tommy Carl. We do it with Paul Ash, who's this like 
ultra veteran, just knows everything. Yes. Teaches. I love his podcast. Are you've had one. Oh, I love his podcast. Oh, his podcast. Oh yeah, his podcast. Yeah, his podcast. Yeah. Amazing. I'd, I'd hope to get on there at some point. Um, and he'll sort of teach us more. Um, so we, typically, his sessions will go with things that you want to work on, and then he'll show you how to do it. I mean, I kept, more, well, no, a lot of the time he'll be like, "No, that shit. How about how about?" <laughs> I got. <laughs> I think the premise of the session is that you're meant to go with the things that you want to work on. Um, whereas, yeah, Tommy is more like he'll have the session laid out and we do a lot more sort of like sequences and transitions. And it'll be something that say you do at the beginning of a match, like an international or whatever, and you'll build it as the session goes on and then do it. Um, so it's a, good, it's a good balance to have. And they're like two amazing people to be learning from. So, yeah, really lucky. Yeah, because when I interviewed him, um... Paddy, uh, Truman Roswell, he was talking about this academy that's going to be opening soon. I was like, oh, I can't wait for it. Yeah. And then yeah. the, the people who have come through the academy just sounds amazing. Just, well, he, so, true, yeah, Truman Roswell, he actually was. So, originally in the beginners class, him and Tommy Carl took them together. Hmm. Um, but then Truman, Truman abandoned us like <laughs> two months in. Which I just left, just left Tommy to deal with this all. It was like a single mother all of a sudden that has to do all the work. Oh, yeah. like, at that stage, because we were still, you know, we'd still be learning, say, chops or uppercuts. And previously, when there was two of them, they could divvy up who was taking them. And because, you know, for a lot of people, it was their first time. So you would get a lot of just inadvertently stiff strikes. I've, you know, been, I've been punched in the fight face twice. Yeah, <laughs> so it's all that sort of stuff. You know, or, you know, like an elbow to the sternum or whatever it is. And all of a sudden, Tommy's having to take all of these <laughs> and also try and see, like, our technique on it. And I was like, yeah, cheers. Nice one for leaving me with that. Yeah, I thought I was going go, to come to go work with this huge bruise, but luckily it didn't come up as a huge bruise. I was just like, <laughs> No, I have, yeah, touch, touch wood, I haven't had anything quite like that. Obviously, I have, I have been... I've been hit and I've been, you know, struck, but I haven't had anything that comes up for me to then have to go in to work the next day and be like, oh, yeah, by the way, about this sort of thing. Yeah. They know I do it, but they haven't seen. Yeah, I haven't had any. Haven't, yeah, like any. Well, actually, no, I have been cut, but it wasn't too bad. But that was in a match. Um, but yeah, black eyes, swollen lips, all that sort of stuff. Managed to avoid them so far. Yeah, yeah I've, I've had a bruises all up my arm and stuff. I think it's a couple there, but yeah. It's also, yeah, the, the, what actually causes the most, like, bruising is just running the ropes. Run the ropes. <laughs> it's like, you'll do them. Say, you know, some of our warm-up drills will be like, you know, hit the ropes ten times and roll and all this sort of stuff. And by the time you've done it, then you get home and you just look at your bag and it just, you know how it just, like, leaves, like, the, the imprint of the rope across you? Mm. <laughs> That's what I was doing. No one's, no one's hit me. No one, I haven't bumped anything. It's just being in the ring. Yeah, it's just, it can be a cruel mistress. Yeah, some of the, some of the warm ups. I'm just like I'm absolutely knackered by the time they get to the, the, mm. tr the actual technique part of it. I was like, oh, I'm not meant to remember this. I'm tired, <laughs> but I'm getting better at it now. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, I'm so, I, I, yeah, I feel the benefits. Of, as I say, I've only been doing it since May, but yeah, yeah, it's, it's really good. I feel the benefits so good from now on. Yeah, they said I do I do flip bumps really well, which I'm really surprised about. I, I don't reckon I could have done that five months ago. So, but, well, that's good. Yeah, I mean, that, look, that's that's progression. So mm -hmm. it's all you're, all you're after. Yeah. So, so what was version one of Tony Sin like, and how's he evolved over the like last eight months or so? Or so? Um, 
Yeah. So Tony Sin himself is like the sort of because you've got you've got like your characteristics and then you've got your gimmick sort of thing. Mm -hmm. They're like they're sort of two different parts of a of a wrestler. And I would say the character the characteristics are pretty much where I thought they were going to be like from from when I started. Like because I already I already had the name. Yeah, um, because the name the name is an abbreviation of myself. Not to say that I'm like Tony Sin in real life. <laughs> some people might say I am, but this sort of like, um, yeah, wanting to be like a. So how I originally described it, right? This is probably the best way if we're going to start from the beginning. So I originally described it to like my friends, and I was like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm doing this wrestling thing, and obviously they were like, okay, so what are you going to do? It was it was going to be. So if you took one half, uh, Chris Eubank Senior. Yeah, and one half dick dastardly, <laughs> and you mix and you mix that together, and then press it through a um, a Ric Flair mold. That would okay. be Tony Sin, okay? <laughs> and that sort of and I th I think I'm about along those lines at the moment. Still, still sort of the same. Like have the name, but in terms of the gimmick, I hadn't thought of the gimmick, and I think I was one of those guys who was just like I'll turn up and be like a big character without actually without realizing or even thinking about like you know what looks good on a poster what looks good in an entrance what makes you stand out i hadn't really thought of that um so originally when i when i first made my debut um i i had i pitched just being the pope character mm -hmm. and just do, doing that as like the normal the you know the normal gimmick day to day and they were sort of like yeah it's okay but people aren't going to take you seriously sort of thing especially because i was thinking i was thinking i could possibly even do it in the gown in matches oh, and, nice. okay. yeah and they were like no nah, i don't think i'm not sure about that so um went away and some someone suggested this like evil preacher character because it's still it's in the same sort of realm in that it's um you know I, is the Pope a preacher? I don't. I'm not really sure. I don't know if I want to label label anyone. But, <laughs> but it's still sort of you know like preaching to the masses, um, but be like an evil version. Yeah. Um, so now, I, now it's sort of like Tony Sin is like a cult leader meets evil preacher slash thinks he's like the third coming of Christ sort of thing, um, and is still a bit of a bell end and. Yeah, and then and then it was just a case once once I settled on the gimmick, it was like okay, so how do you how do you now make this um, larger than life? Because you can you can't just go out and be like I'm a preacher and I'm just here in my trunks. You have to have you know. So I've got now um, so I've got the ring jacket, which is like the big long black gown with like feathers coming over the shoulders. Um, and I've incorporated this like cleansing thing that I do <laughs> where I go out. And as part of my entrance, I'm like, so I've, I've actually got two versions of it. I've got like a comedy version and a, a serious version of it. So the, the general premise is that I'm going out and like cleansing people with holy water and just like walk around the audience, flick it at people, tell them how lucky they are. Um, but I've got like two dispensers for it. I've got one, which is this like, it's like a dental bottle style thing that's clear plastic. And then I've written on with permanent marker on the label like holy water, <laughs> and I like go around, go around spraying people with that. That's more sort of like if I'm doing camp shows or yeah. a comedy show, I'll do that because it's it, obviously people could just read it and be like, what the hell is this? Like just immediately, I think it does grab people's attention. Um, and then the more serious one, um, one of the guys at training um, made me so it looks 
like it's brass but it's actually plastic or like a resin resin mold type thing um it's probably like that sort of size and has a lid on it and i could obviously just put water in there and i just flick it at them with my hands oh wow. um, and it's yeah it's, it's it's good i mean the last was it the last show i had the last the last sort of like canon show that i had which was actually the debut of this uh no it wasn't the debut that i the debut it cut me um but then the, the second show i did with it when i was actually a bit more confident with it um as i walked out about five seconds into my entrance the the sound system just blew up <laughs> right there was something there was some sort of like decibel meter or that was that that was the excuse they gave i don't know whether yeah. or not whether or not they were just trying to you know rib me or screw me over i don't know um but yeah so my music cut out and i was just like fuck i'm like on my own now i either just completely break character and be like what's going on and like try and fix it or try and just like style it out a little bit um so to this like well not silent room obviously people were people were watching but <laughs> like no music no music to to sort of fall back on um i then was just like shouting at people like cleanse cleanse like 50 <laughs> people going around i like, did everyone i did two laps of the ring by the time i realized that um people the the, the sound system was going to take longer than i thought did another lap did like all the people that didn't want to didn't want to get it i did like some some someone's granddad in a wheelchair cleanse them uh cleanse like the cake uh, not the catering the like the merch table um and by this point people were like cleanse the ref cleanse them <laughs> so they got in cleanse the ref cleanse myself everyone was getting cleansed and then luckily but just just as i was like running out of use both in terms of like actual holy water <laughs> and also and also um just people might be a bit sick of this now they managed they managed to sort it sort the um sort the sound system so then uh who was i facing uh, leo edwards yeah for the square one title um he came out and then we could just yeah show the show could go on at that point thankfully hey, you mentioned you mentioned cult leaders have you studied like the lights of like Charles Manson or Jim Jones or see what they're a bit like or to incorporate what some of their mannerisms into the act or something. um yeah I, I definitely I'm, I'm aware of them already I mean, even before sort of like doing the doing the the gimmick I so I went and watched this like live performance as part of the Camden Fringe I watched this like independent live live sort of like recreation of the Jonestown massacre mm. um oh, wow. so yeah so I'd sort of got a bit of that um the Charles Manson thing obviously the, the once upon a time in hollywood was sort of like loosely based on it wasn't it or yeah. were, they, were they real characters in it? i can't i can't not real, real characters but were they actually named in it i can't quite know I, I think it's i think it is yeah um but then i yeah and then obviously i've seen you know just the countless documentaries on netflix that are just about how and it's usually america you know like if we're going to be honest it is usually, yeah, usually america. America. <laughs> managed to get conned by these guys um and yeah it's sort of just like baked into me I, in terms of specifically going and watch it i don't i wouldn't say i have but mm. um but again because because i had already um you know decided in a way on what the characteristics were going to be and they were quite close to this anyway and just like you know loud brash sort of annoying but believes in themselves a hundred percent like mm. come ahead on high water i'm definitely right in what i'm saying um yeah, that was already sort of like that was that was already part of it. But yeah, I I I I like I like to see it if ever I do. Yeah, yeah, because having having a cult leader gimmick, you could like, you've got a school of people who could be your 
followers, disciples, just one off, just give them experience. Just mm-hmm. be, you can just do one ins for you. Just like, yeah, <laughs> just stuff like that. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've got, I ha- yeah, and I've, I've, I've had these, had these thoughts already. I don't know if I, I don't want to, I don't want to drop the name on it because I haven't even like, haven't pitched it. Because mm. um, I'm not, I'm still like, because I'm so new, or it'll feel like I'm quite new. Um, I don't want to, I don't really pitch any ideas. I'm sort of just have to go with, go with what I've got. Um, and it's been, you know, I've been, I've been lucky with what I've got, so I don't feel, I don't feel the need to start like pushing for things. But it's what you've just said is something that I would like to do at some point, definitely. And I think, and like you're saying, it's a perfect, it's, it's a perfect platform for guys that just want to want to experience what it's like being out there in front of a live audience without necessarily them being the centre of attention. They can, they can just go with it. And then, and then you've obviously got the spin-offs where if they, you know, if something goes wrong, I can like turn on them, I can kick mm-hmm. them out of the group and then they've got stories and rah, and I'm all of a sudden I'm giving day, de- I'm having debut matches with all sorts of <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I'm getting carried away with myself, but yeah, that's, yeah, I'd love to do it, honestly. Yeah, because uh, at Wrestle Island, they had a group called The Rejected and there was like four main Rejected members, but God knows how many other members there were because every show there was but five or six people in rejected masks and rejected t-shirts, you know, come out and do their bidding and stuff. So, but it was just, yeah, just guys from the academy. So they were, they were completely, they were completely anonymous. They had masks on everything. You didn't know who it was. No, I don't, yeah. Okay. I knew, yeah. That's, that's interesting. That's something that I could, could factor in. I mean, um, uh, the Dark Order started off. Yeah, so similar to that. Similar sort of thing before, yeah. before Brody Lee became the, uh, what was it called? The Exalted One. Yeah. When it was just the, Oh, I can't remember. Evil Uno and Stu Grayson, and they had that. I think they were called like the Creepers or something, and they yeah, were yeah. Like, oh, it's still a bit of a carryover from now. So yeah, I had, to be honest, I hadn't thought of that. I thought maybe it would just be like these just guys that were like being dragged along because they didn't really have almost almost like they had no other hopes. So they have to join <laughs> Tony Sin's band of weirdos, which isn't the name by the way, but that's uh, <laughs> yeah. So that's it. So yeah, no, I'd, yeah, honestly, I'd love to do it. Yeah, that'd be amazing. But in a grander scheme of things, of wrestling, so what is it about religious characters you think make such great heels? Because I can't think of many face religious characters. There's like like Shawn Michaels and Jake the Snake, but they they become Christians, but their gimmick wasn't, I'm a Christian. They kind of involved it a little bit in the character, but wasn't. But I think I think typically because they anyone that does try and do the religious thing tries to do it in a sort of dark way. Hmm. Um, which immediately makes it sort of heelish. Not that, not that I would consider the Tony Sin thing to be like. It's not like a spooky character at all. No. There, but there's a, there's a dark element to it. Um, so yeah, I think once once you start doing that, and then obviously, I think if you've got like the holier than thou attitude, and like you know, like um, you're all you're all sinners. I'm doing this the right way. As soon as you start trying to communicate that to people, it just rubs people up the wrong way, doesn't it? And then. That's without even getting into the whole nuance of, you know, where does religion, where does religion sit in society? Like, you know, there's some people that are like, religion set us back hundreds of years because we were following the church, all that stuff. Not that I'm one of those guys, but I think there's definitely like, there's a, there's a movement in there. Yeah. And it just, it feels, it, it feels like they're trying to like force things on you and people don't like that. Right, so who are some of your dream opponents, promotions? Huge, you've got maybe next year or two. Just like... yeah. Um, uh, the really, the really wanky answer is that I just want to work as many promotions and as many <laughs> as possible. That everyone says, yeah. um, which is true, obviously. Um, I'd say the, the one person that I've seen where I'm like, 
what is this? Like, it just blew me away straight away. Um, is Man Like Doris. Yes. He is brilliant. And, like, I, I hadn't heard of him before. Like, I'm not necessarily... I'm not a Brit rest guy in terms of following. Obviously, now I'm in it, I know these characters. Like, you know, having not heard of Cara Noir before I started, I now get hammered over the head with Cara Noir pretty much every training session. I'm like, oh, he's so good. Dude. And he is good, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, it's amazing how these people sort of, they're, they're idols, but then you can be in the same sort of fan world and have never heard of them. It's yeah, really, definitely. like, it's amazing wrestling like that. Um, but, no, but... Yeah, man like Doris. I saw him. Um, so, so UBW and Sacrifice did a sort of like a, a Survivor Series type show where it was like yeah. every match was from one one wrestler was from either side, sort of thing. And man like Doris opened the show against I think Spike Valentine. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. So he came, he came out dead first, and I didn't know really what to expect like someone had said just before it started I was like oh man like Doris is on it it's like this rapper guy and I was like okay whatever let's see how this goes like you know I remember the John Cena stuff and he came out doing the whole rap thing oh one two one oh one two one and I was just I was sold on it within like five seconds I was like this is amazing um and in the in the so it was this it was a sacrifice's home venue um it's quite like a s small tight-knit um space and just him there, just like lighting the whole thing up. And then yeah, a couple of weeks later, I saw him at a progress show that, um, that I just had someone, someone had tickets for. Um, and I saw him there again. And it's just like in a sort of bigger, bigger venue, like the, the progress, they do it at the electric yeah. ballroom in Camden. Yeah. And seeing it work there as well. And like people going mad for it. I was just, yeah. If, if I could have one, per, one person, that'd be him. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, he's, he's at TNT, one of my local promotions all the time. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, earlier this year, so I got quite drunk and spent about 70 quid on his merch. I don't know how. Yeah. I, came, I came with a hoodie and two shirts. And, uh, <laughs> you see, I don't, I don't know. I'm, yeah, I'm not. I haven't seen. Does he do like, does he sound like mixtapes and stuff like that? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But, but I don't know. If, he, if he's not, there's true. You can have that one for free. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's one of them people who every, every time he comes to Liverpool, he's got new merch. So you have to. <laughs> Smart, very smart. <laughs> it a few people who has like a, a the card thing, card reader yeah, as well. So you can't you can't even say I've got no money on me. Yeah, yeah, he's amazing. Yeah, yes, but yeah, then uh, yeah. Now other than that, it would just be everyone, everyone in everyone in Brit rest. I just want to do as far as wide. Like I'm, I'm not restricted by travel, anything like that. I just want to do as much as possible. Even even like the shows where some people are like, don't work this promotion, like it's not safe or whatever. I almost want to work like the really shitty shows and see like how, what like the depths of the depths of Brit rest look like when you're doing <laughs> like eight people and it's all the promoters, friends or family. Um, yeah, I want to do all that stuff. Just <laughs> do what, I want to do that and everything up to, well, wherever, just as big as as big as I can possibly go. There's no, yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say somewhere and be like, that's the limit for me. I want, <laughs> you know, I want to be like the most culturally relevant Brit rest guy since like Daddy, Daddy, uh, Daddy Haystacks, or like, uh, no, sorry, Big Daddy, Big Daddy or Giant Haystacks, um, like those sort of level guys, like proper mainstream. That's yeah. how I want to go. Not, yeah. not just in 2022, but in my journey. I'd, I'd love for Brit rest to be that mainstream again. It'll be amazing. <laughs> I don't, th I don't think I don't think it's impossible. I mean, people, you know, if if you can if you can get over as like a 
a character, not necessarily. Obviously, you'll be the you'll be like the wrestling guy, but if you can fully live the gimmick or have like a gimmick that is something that you don't necessarily have to like you can't turn on off is the classic like it's you turned up to 11 mm-hmm. which, a lot, which a lot of um a lot of celebrities are really like celebrities aren't as you see them on the tv that's not just them at home when they're just chilling so i think if someone it's possible for someone to do it um and yeah want that to be me happy <laughs> <laughs> face was it you? Because Artemis told me a story that they're at carnival show and you, they went backstage. They, they got called straight out front of a match and you didn't have your shoes on, so you had to have a, a match in the boiling hot black ring with no boots on. It was like, it was yeah, that was that was me. Um, <laughs> oh, that was a nightmare. So basically, we did this. Um, it was in it was Podica, which is like a village in Hertfordshire, and they, they have like their village fate every. Um, every year and it's actually it was really good it's an amazing turnout it's not it's not it <laughs> sort of undersold that a little bit and anyway basically so we had two time slots and the the two time slots we were the booking was that me and harrison leon were going to be the main event of the first half yeah and then, um who interfered josh spicer interfered on my on my behalf um and then artemis came out to save Harrison and that set up a tag match for the first match of the second half. Yeah. Sort of like <laughs> continuity right there, 101. And the guy that was running the whole fate was like, okay, yeah, fine. So this you've got your break now, whatever. Um, we've got two acts on in between you. And to be fair, I don't think he specified a time, but I was <laughs> okay, two acts is like at least half an hour, probably maybe even an hour. So hour. <laughs> and we were doing this on one of those ridiculously hot days we had in July where it was like it was like 32 33 and I just me and Harrison went probably like 12 minutes and there was a lot of running involved in it we did this like water fight thing where like he hands out water water guys he ended up like tripping me or something and then the whole crowd was like spraying me with water guys and there was like a lot of running around the ring during that time basically doing laps of it so I got I got I got backstage and I'm bucketing sweat and I was like, oh, need need to take my boots off. Like the um, you know, the feet are the exhaust of the body. If I could just take them off for like fifteen minutes and then put them on when we're ready, we're ready to go again. Or like you know, because I presume they'd give us warning or something. <laughs> um, but so we, we start planning the tag match. And we, literally, I've got backstage. We're planning the tag match, and I'm not even joking. Like five minutes later. I hear my music playing. <laughs> Paul, Paul Ash is on the mic and literally starts announcing me. He's like, Tony's back again, Tony Sim, whatever. And I'm completely barefoot, haven't got any, like, haven't got knee pads on, socks on. And I was like, fuck, what am I going to do? Because <laughs> I, I knew I didn't have time to put my boots on. I was like, put yeah. your knee pads on because they're the most important thing. Like, of everything, they're probably the most, I'd probably rather do it with knee pads on and no trunks. <laughs> the chunks and no knee pads uh i don't know about everyone else watching but that's probably how i prefer to do it um so i was like well we're just gonna have to go like you know the show goes on sort of thing so i just went out um barefoot True- so truman roswell was on the show and he like came running after me once i'd like got to the ring and he was like put your boots on like, you have this. and i try i tried to whilst um artemis and harrison were doing their entrance and I just realised I didn't have time. Like I didn't have any socks. So, you know when your feet get really sweaty, so you can't yeah. like push them in. And I was just like, "There's no way this is going to happen." So 
we're just going to have to, you know, like they have this as like a harsh lesson sort of thing. And so it was, it was hot. It was bad. But the actual, the worst thing about it was just in the finish, there was, um, we did this spot where me and Spicer went to double suplex Artemis. She blocked it and then gave us a double suplex. And like a sort of like, it, it went over crazy well. It was really good. Um, but the problem is, because obviously it's a double suplex, we sort of had to like really post ourselves over. Um, and as I came over, I just smashed my heel on the canvas Ooh, yeah. and it sucked. It was so, it was the sort of thing that like three or four days after I was still feeling, it was just like, it, yeah, it was awful. So that was, that was the worst thing about it, but yeah, not good. And, and like a lesson learned, like now this week, uh, not this weekend, been the weekend, but just before had a very similar sort of um, booking of a, uh, uh, a, it was like a mon- uh, monster truck drag racing festival. Oh, wow. Yeah, really good fun. Again, amazing crowd. Um, and I had two matches either side of the interval and was just like, no matter how hot it is, I'm keeping everything on. <laughs> just just, just to deal with it. <laughs> I'm the Breaker, Kyle Kingsley, and you're listening to Broken But Glorious. <laughs> Right, so if you're a promoter for a day, promoting an event, so using wrestlers you've either worked with, trained with, wrestlers are associated with you in some way. If I give you a match type, you'll tell me who you put in that match. Yeah, definitely. Cool. definitely. And as it's, as it's your card, every match can be intergender, three-way, four-way, five-way. Throw a stupid stipulation on if you want. It's, it's your show. <laughs> so. That's good. Cool. So who will be in your opening contest to get the crowd excited? Um... Right, we're seeing, we're seeing as it is my show, and also I don't want people to get annoyed with this. I'm just, I'm just going to do a like a, a catch-all if I haven't <laughs> mentioned anyone and they're annoyed about that. Be safe in the knowledge that I'm having a, a, like a pre-show battle royal rumble. Yes. <laughs> you could just be in it. So <laughs> solve yourself with being in it. Yes. Um, everyone's booked. Um, and I'll, who's going over? Uh, this guy, uh, well... Yeah, no, he is a guy. Guy's a bit offensive, but he's actually so he's seventeen at the moment. He's he so he joined our sessions. I think probably three weeks after. Um, he's this guy called Rags, and he's making his debut uh, on the twenty fourth. The Square One are doing a show on the twenty fourth, and oh, he's wow. making his debut on there. And he is incredible. He's this like he's not. I he's you know when you think of some people that are these like gymnastic genius like prodigy type guys he's not like one of those although he can he can do moves obviously but his like nuts and bolts of like selling and like strikes are flawless and he's yeah he and he's 17 making his debut so he's got oh, like wow. yeah he's got as long as he wants so I'm not put, I'm not putting him on the card a because he hasn't even made his debut yet but <laughs> I want to, yeah, I want to get him in there because I want to be, like, I want to say I was like the first one to book him. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, he wins the battle royal. <laughs> he wins the battle royal, definitely. But um, no, opening opening contest. Uh, so it's a rematch. It's Leo Edwards, Tony Sin two. Ooh. Yeah. After two, <laughs> two reasons, really. So firstly, I'd want to put myself on. I'm putting myself on the card, obviously, because I'm the promoter. I'm just going to do this, guys. I'm not going to do. I'm not going to do the standard trick of like I'm going to be in the main event and I'm retaining my title. That I'm <laughs> doing that, so I'm putting myself on first because I, because actually I'd want to watch this card rather than be in the back like going through the match with people. So I'm putting myself on first. Um, and yeah, the rematch. The rematch. I think everyone wants to see after, like I said earlier about my music 
not quite not quite working and then me just being thrown off for the match <laughs> yeah. a purposeful a purposeful diver diversion tactic from the company um so we're having this we're having this under normal rules normal sound system everything's e equal and um i'm going over obviously because it's my show so <laughs> i'm now i'm now <laughs> i'm taking his title no he's defeated his title on my show yeah. i've still taken the title so yeah. you square yeah. one champion <laughs> what about a comedy style much um yeah com comedy so i would do and this might seem for the, for the for the people involved it might seem like a bit of a demotion for them but i actually think they are like great not comedy workers but they can do comedy very well um so i'm doing charles crowley yes and and clementine the team known as big dangerous scary mammals, mammals. aka bdsm but that that, that, <laughs> that that vignette where they've come up with that name is hilarious i still no. watch it now it's so funny it's amazing so they're they're, they're on one side versus memes just to, i, th I yeah. think i'm not sure if technically his full name is meant to be wrestling memes but the artist known as memes uh and evie madden on the other Ooh, yeah. side yeah so they're all they've yeah they've got they've got great chemistry with each other um and i'm sure well charles crowley and memes who've obviously they've done like they've had their whole run they've been like a tag team broken up all that stuff so they they yeah when, when i interviewed charles crowley he was in the midst of his few he just turned on memes and about to have a match at wrestlemania i think yeah, it's just, yeah. <laughs> so they can rekindle that and i'm pretty so so stip stipulation um doing a hair versus hair match <laughs> because a they've probably never done that stipulation they might have done they might have done everything else but not that and i think they've all got lovely hair so therefore oh, no. it would be nice to see one of them get shaved well in fact both two people are getting shaved full because no matter no matter who yeah. takes the fall both team well both <laughs> are getting shaved full. oh imagine clever time about her curly locks that would look weird <laughs> yeah well actually i don't yeah to be fair i haven't decided who's going <laughs> um oh but a bold meme to look weird as well i think yeah uh, the thing is do i want yeah because i think yeah, I think progress might revenge, might revenge not <laughs> with a bald head. Um, so yeah, they're going over. So memes and Evie Madden. Sorry, Evie, you don't deserve that. You've actually got lovely hair as well. Um, but yeah, they're getting shaved bald. <laughs> Your women's title match? Uh, women's title match. I've got Artemis, my day one just have to get her in there um versus the artist formerly known as bobby tyler and now to give her a full her full title which yeah. is wwe nxt uk superstar stevie turner <laughs> stevie turner i couldn't think of that no, was no stevie <laughs> couldn't think of that yeah no but yeah bobby bobby tyler bobby tyler to like not i didn't know her in a bobby tyler days i've only got to know her since like she comes she comes to training every now and again with paul um and she's just like the nicest girl like considering considering where she is and how well she, she's done for herself mm. she's just like so down to earth and like she's just yeah she's fun fun to be around um and she's obviously great worker um and i just think it'd be fun for artemis to throw her around a bit <laughs> so, like, bobby bobby tyler's like a bit of a uh, well no stevie turner sorry in wwe she's like, <laughs> a bit of a shithouse so i think it would be funny just yeah artemis just picking her up and just suplexing her, her into oblivion 
um and probably going over because she's my mate so yeah I'll, <laughs> I'll over it. yeah and by the time people listen to this awesomeness could be the square one champions this saturday she's got so. she, oh she, yeah she could actually sorry so yeah that, that's so that could actually be a tough <laughs> unification match <laughs> and i might have to face the winner of that i don't know how we're going to work that but <laughs> I, I, I need to beat leo edwards because there's like a grudge yes. there um I'd, yeah i'd love to work artists like i said we did that tag at the um at the at the fate where i did my heel but i'd love to do like a one-on one-on-one with her as well um but yeah so i, I yeah i don't know but for now let's just let's just assume she hasn't got the belt or maybe they're not loaning the belt out or whatever so yeah but she's got my women's belt so there you are yeah well i'll turn mid card title so like your work horse title type thing yeah um so right so i did so actually i wrote this out or started planning this hmm. um last last week sometime and i originally had hustle malone in there yes um who since then has announced that he is i don't know i don't know if he's retiring he's certainly taking a break like a sort of stepping away from the ring for yeah he's maybe. taking an, an indefinite break de- for sure um but that may well turn into a full-blown retirement um so yeah look i wish him well i think he's done amazingly for, for you know whilst whilst he has been at it he's obviously you know he's not he's not i don't think he's necessarily stepping away from wrestling completely because he's what what is he so he's the commentator for progress he runs wet cake sacrifice uh united does like video editing i think so he's like basically the busiest man in wrestling already and if he if he you know if he feels like he the the the, the part that he needs the least out of that is the bumping part yeah. <laughs> then i fully support that and you know congratulations on everything that he's he's um he's achieved and I've loved following his career for the last five years. Oh, it's one of my favorite wrestlers. So. He's inc- yeah, he's incredible. And I mean, even so, I was, t- I was talking to people at training last night, and we were just sort of, you know, talking about, it, and people were saying how gutted they were because they wanted to work with him. And, you know, they just sort of assumed that maybe you know it could happen at some point, just being like, you know, in the same sort of circles ish in terms of in terms of where we are in the country. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's not. Yeah, I'm not going to be like I'm never going to see him again because. He's yeah, like I said, he's still doing the sacrifice thing and work cake and all that sort of stuff. So we'll see him. But yeah, no, it's a great, it's a great shame. So I'm, I am going to have him. He's so he's commentating on the yes. whole. because <laughs> uh, I feel like if that's what he wants to do now. He can do that, and he's also actually he's also giving the the pre-show team talk, <laughs> which he does the best team talks you'll ever hear. Like he oh, wow. yeah. he can get pops for anyone. He'll like. He'll, so where Sacrifice do most of their shows is at um, Bedford Town Football Club. It's in like the, the clubhouse there, mm-hmm. and he'll like introduce the staff behind the bar, and people will be going crazy. <laughs> <laughs> like you know, people were talking like, "I'm going to change my my name to just Staff because they're that old." <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so he's doing that as well. Um, but yeah, in terms of so we've got a four way now. What's going to be um, what's going to be a five way? It's now down to a four way. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got Adonis Payne, yes, uh, Josh Spicer, the newly crowned, who actually took uh, took Hustle's Young Lions title mm. at the weekend. Yeah. Um, so I guess he's putting that on the line. Um, uh, Clarence the Sassy Bear, yes, <laughs> the most over man ever, and um, and Vinnie Cray. Oh wow, yeah, yeah, Vinnie Cray, who is 
my pro, like my favorite promo ever and that might even include like guys that are on team <laughs> it is brilliant he does like so we did a, we did a show a couple of weeks ago um that was like a it was like a fundraiser for um like for for like for like service horses so it'll be like for you know kids that are um special needs or whatever and they're like it's like a sort of activity type thing and this charity this charity teaches them to ride all that sort of stuff and that's what that's what the day was for and they had like music and all that on and we got booked as wrestling and he went out in the first match and he likes to cut promos when it's like when it's a party show type thing because i think it just it sets the scene that this is wrestling and this isn't just like pantomime stuff we are actually like we've got good guys bad guys all that stuff and he goes out and he's have you, have you seen vinnie cray are you, are you aware of him I, I know the name i just I, i've not he, seen much uh, of him so. so he does this like east end gangster type gimmick that he plays off perfectly and he's got this like east london voice anyway he starts doing this promo and he's like i'll tell you what I don't want to be here. And the last re- and the last thing I want to do is be here trying to raise money for some <laughs> stupid horses. And I'll tell you right now, I hate horses. <laughs> it was one if there was one right here, I'd punch its teeth straight down its throat. And we're all like, we're in the back going, okay, I think this is maybe going a bit too far. He's working Harrison Leon, who's in the yeah. ring already. And Harrison sees like the main show organizer, not like our, not uh, we're with Hugo Bloom, not him, the main guy, like coming over being like, stop what you're doing. <laughs> so <laughs> Harrison just has to like pull the microphone out of his hand and then just like do a, do a like hot start, but with like a face somehow, however you manage to do that. Yeah. Um, yeah so he, so he's coming out. Um, and he's just cutting a promo on whatever has annoyed him that day because it's going to be perfect, whatever it is. So, yeah, he, he's he's in there. Um, uh, and who's going over? Mm, I, don't know, I hadn't thought of that. Um, not Adonis Payne because he's actually git. <laughs> he didn't he didn't book, he didn't even book me on his on his dream card. So I'm, I'm going to revenge book him and not book <laughs> him over. Um, no, nah, Spice, Spice is retaining. Spice yes. is retaining. <laughs> Um, a hardcore extreme rule style match, so you can go anything from comedy twenty four seven hardcore stuff right up to death match, whatever you want to do. So, <laughs> I think I'm definitely yeah, I'm more I'm like a bit of a I'm a bit of a like hardcore fiend sort of guy. Like, I, mean, I definitely I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't want to do like you know they occasionally they'll do like a, a night before Christmas street fight where they like throw <laughs> presents over each other. We're not doing that. I um. Yeah, I hadn't even thought what I was going to do. Um, right, so I'll get, well, I'll, let me think that. I'll get, so the two two contenders are Truman Roswell. Yes. Okay. And Jackson Hart. Um, yes, he's fun. Purely because I know that these are two guys that actually do want to do death matches. I don't want to book anyone that's like, <laughs> why am I doing this? I'm not going to take, I'm not going to take anything. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what are they doing? Just something ridiculously over the top, like, I don't know, like a TLC, like a Hell in a Cell TLC hybrid where there's just like it's in a cage there's loads of there's loads of weapons in there um maybe the, the ambrose asylum match was that what that was is that what that was yeah was this, was that what it was okay well i need to make something different okay so in this one the ropes are electrocuted <laughs> <laughs> right so that's it's a different itself obviously i'll give them up so it's just like if you hit them they just explode a bit like they tried to do with that um exploding okay. barbed wire match but it's a not going to end in a clusterfuck and b i'm not going to have barbed wire because i just think it's a bit 
bit unnecessary and there's gonna be no glass either we're not doing we're not doing glass but everything else you, your traditional plunder is in there yeah definitely. <laughs> uh, your tag team title match uh so i'd put uh west side heat yes just because they're for like you can't have a tag, tag match side <laughs> heat in there at this point like they're just so over they are incredible they're like as like guys as well because i so i I got introduced to Smashing Mike as like as a concept, yeah. As, as a singles guy, as I now found out, he was doing the West Side Heat thing already. But I sort of knew him as a singles guy. So then, when he turned up with this, you know, with his tag partner, I was like, okay, let's see this. And then as soon as I saw JT, I was like, oh, okay, right now, yeah, I see, I see what this is. Like just see seeing JT in the flesh. I was like, because we're similar sort of height, but he is yeah. like the thickest leanest person i've ever seen for someone with our like traditional frame it's mm. incredible and then you know they've both got so much chemistry and yeah so they're they're in there definitely um against los palominos or two half one one half, one half. quarters of los palominos um frankie vegas who is the leader and ricky calve uh the newest member yeah um just because they're yeah they're great i love the i love the gimmick i love the entrance songs i'm a huge pulp fiction just yeah fan <laughs> um so them coming out to that music immediately gets me going and then yeah and they're just like like they're they're, they're great in ring but they're also great just like just gets again like do you know what i mean so i feel like west side west side heat trying to get their hands on them and then eventually doing it and then just like throwing them around and like jt doing like however many moonsaults he wants to do just yeah i think it'll be great and obviously westside heat retaining their yes. titles basically <laughs> your main events uh main event so pro, I've, I've true true to promoter form i probably put the two the two guys that mean the most to me in my wrestling journey so far like they so i've got tommy kyle who as i've said is is my trainer or my, my like sort of first trainer and the guy that um he's like told me off before and i actually genuinely <laughs> like i'd let one of my parents down <laughs> like in my i think it was like my second match i came back it was me and harrison leon uh we're in a, in a against each other in a tag with two other like more experienced guys and i thought it'd gone okay and i came to the back and immediately he was just like you can't bump you need to sort your bumps out and i was just like what's having a go at me straight there and i needed it because when i watched it back i was like yeah they are terrible like i just wasn't wasn't there and since then i've like made a point of trying to just like everything is snappy um so yeah he's he's in there um against harrison leon who is oh wow yeah 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 who, who is you know he's i think i think he has it do you know what i mean like to go to go right to the very top like he's got He's got the size, he's got the looks, Kara's charisma. He's got, um, you know, he's getting the move set. He is getting there, but in terms of like those intangibles, things that things that people just look at and go, "You're a star." He's yeah. got all of it, definitely. And yeah, and he's also, you know, to be a bit wet. He's also my best friend in wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's in there, um, but but I'm not putting him over Tommy Carl. There's just no way I can do that because. Tommy Carl is like well on his way to stardom as well, like establishing himself. Yeah. You know, he's amazing. Just can do can do everything. Can do like high flying stuff. He's got this move. He's, he's just starting or incorporating over the weekend. He's got this like lion soul, and it's like the perfect arc as he goes over. 
he could do that and obviously he's got like all the all the sort of like throws suplexes um submissions everything so yeah no it'd be a great great match i'd love to see it yeah he's, he was one of them guys because during lockdown people either got into amazing shape or they did start doing something different with the character or the moveset but he got into shape where he just looks amazing and and he's worked on his character as well so i think seemed like he's one of them people that really benefits from having them 18 months just to work on himself yeah, yeah i, th- so, I think I think yeah, I mean, cause I, so I've only known him since he became um, uh, the the sort of top the top gun mm. uh, gimmick. So I wasn't ever there for any of the sort of I've seen pictures of the just pilot gimmick and sort of MMA stuff that people mm. people love to get out because now he's so good. Everyone's like, <laughs> you come from. So I do see it, um, but yeah, he's uh, just from what I gather, he was just a natural from day one in terms yeah. of in terms of in ring mechanics. People say it almost like didn't need to be taught, it just had it. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah that would be a great card. I'd love to watch that card. <laughs> yeah, they say, but I would as well. <laughs> <laughs> be a lot of fun. Cool. So, where can see, people see you in the near future? Uh, where can they see you? So, is it when, I don't, well, depending on when this is going out, um, 4th, 4th of September, which is this Sunday coming up, uh, is Falling with Style 3 in Biggles Wave, UBW show. I'm in the six-person ladder match for, yep. it's for it's for a title shot. I'm not sure whether or not it's just for like solely for the big belt or you can choose your title. I don't really know, but it's definitely a ladder match. It's my first ladder match. It's like fulfilling. It's like fulfilling a childhood dream, but then also yep. I've now I've now in training fallen off a ladder onto one of those big blue mats. Yeah. And felt like my spine had been <laughs> at the front of my stomach, out of my stomach. So now I'm not that, you know. Not that <laughs> although I am still really excited for it, and it's be a great card. Otherwise, um, got so you know, you know what Jr. was like when how do you learn to fall off a twenty foot ladder? So. <laughs> yeah, it turns out you do actually do a little bit of it. I don't, yeah, I, think, I don't know, Jeff Hardy, just first ladder, first ladder match. Just, I've never done this, but I guess it'll be all right. I'll just. Wait. <laughs> Really had done a bit, not to you know <laughs> to tell people how the sausage is made, right? It, it pra- we have practiced some stuff. <laughs> um, what else have I got? So yeah, 20, 24th of September um, is a Square One show. Uh, what's it called? Schools in session. Mm. Um, there's a rumble on. As I said, Rags is making a debut. A lot of people are making debuts in the rumble. Um, should be a should be a good card. It's always a lot of fun. It's a very good, good venue for it as well. It gets, gets good, it's nice and tight. Um, and then what else have I got? And then, not sure, I'm actually not sure if I'm on the show, but the 8th of, 8th of October, Stockfold, UBW are running another show, um, which I'll definitely be there. So even if you just want to come down and <laughs> beat me, I'll be around. <laughs> um, but yeah, hopefully I'll be on the card. I don't know, who knows? We'll see, I'll see how I go after the ladder match. I might even make it to the 24th. Um, and then uh, 30th, Day before Halloween, I've got my first first double booking. Um, yeah, yeah. So I've got the Spectrum Scarefest, which is a UBW show uh, in Littleport, Cambridgeshire, which is one of the real glamour glamour venues on. on yeah. <laughs> um, and then down straight down to Sacrifice to make my Sacrifice debut. Oh wow! Yeah. Yeah. Right, so literally, like finishing up, heading straight to Bedford, making the debut. Um, don't think they've announced what the match is yet so i'm probably not going to but it's a good match <laughs> like, i know i know what i'm in it'll be good um so yeah no got looking looking forward to it oh amazing well, I'll, put, I'll put links in the description to any mm. shows uh, about before we go do you want to promote any social media or 
because I'm mostly I'm I'm mostly uh, just Instagram guy. Like I'm not pre wrestling. I was never really a social media guy. Um, so I just have an Instagram account, which is at tony.sin.god. I do have a Facebook page, which I think is just Tony Sin. And I do have a Twitter page as well, which I think is at Tony Sin God. Um, but it mostly goes down on Instagram. So yeah. just, just <laughs> if you've got that, just contact me there. Um, yeah, just basically I'm open, open, open for anything. I'm open for bookings. I actually, so sorry, I know we're going long, but yeah. <laughs> so last night I got introduced to the concept of customs, right? Ooh, yeah. Which is where typically depraved men on the internet will contact female wrestlers oh yeah and, I remember yeah and be like do you do like um yeah called customs but it's like a commission thing where i pay you a sum of money and you do sort of a rest it's not like only fans but it's like a sort of wrestling version of that where you'll like um have a match in i don't even, I don't even want to know where it goes but yeah I, I wasn't surprised to hear that this is a thing yeah but <laughs> I well no I wasn't sorry I wasn't shocked to hear that this was a thing but I also wasn't like surprised at all that this, <laughs> this is going on so yeah I mean look if someone wants me to do a custom I'm open to that as well just get in touch and I'll say yes or no so yeah they taught me I forget that the stink face match I've heard there's a thing like, uh, girls just do stink faces on each other and stuff like, <laughs> I, I want to think how deep it goes and how dark it goes into what some people you know someone that you know you're never going to never come into real life contact with what they can ask you to do hmm. yeah i don't think there's any limit to it to be honest so <laughs> yeah i'm not going to say yes to everything but <laughs> everyone, everyone's got a prize <laughs> cool. i'll put links in the description yeah. <laughs> if anybody wants to contact you on social media so i've really enjoyed being today i'd love to have you on again in the future that was a lot of fun <laughs> It's been great. Yeah, no, honestly, thank you. Thanks for having me. It's been amazing.